The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. This is the WGNS Action Line, talking with Rutherford County newsmakers about what matters most to you. Now your host, Bart Walker. Good morning to you. Welcome into the Action Line from WGNS. This morning we are focusing on law and order. It is a beautiful morning. We could focus on anything this morning. It'd be good. I mean, sunny outside. The high today is going to be near 70 degrees and you're starting to see the trees budding. Uh, It's just a phenomenal time of the year. If you want to join us in conversation, the phone number to call 615-893-1450. Talk or text on that one. 615-893-1450. Lieutenant Clayton Williams is one of the guests this morning. Clayton, good morning to you. Good morning, Bart. Good to have you with us today. And Public Information Officer Larry Flowers is also with us. Larry, good morning. Good morning to you, Bart. Good to have you with us today. Uh, A whole lot happening uh, in our community. The community continues to grow by leaps and bounds. I guess traffic is still a a challenge for uh, the police department, keeping everybody straight with as few of fender benders as we possibly can have. Uh, Any any changes? I I keep hearing, uh, you know, information about new things being tried. Uh, Anything new on the horizon to help with the traffic situation? Well, excuse me, Bart. I know. uh, you know, they did the test site with some of the traffic calming devices out on Alexander Boulevard. And I think it got from mixed reviews. I mean, there were a lot of people that were for it. And then there were also a group of people that um, they weren't crazy about it. I don't know that anything changed drastically with statistics about crashes. Um, <clears throat> but the ones that were for it, I believe they just felt like they noticed a decrease in uh, the speed that people are driving so I know they're still having talks about what that will look like for in the future if that's something that the city and developers want to work together on to provide um, I think the big uh, issue is determining the need <clears throat> and if that's the best solution or if there are other solutions out there but I know our city leadership um, is working with the engineering department and streets to try to determine that best course of action. Were they trying to reduce the traffic, slow it down? What was what was their goal? Um, I think the idea was in that particular instance on Alexander Boulevard, it's a relatively long straight uh, corridor with uh, no stop signs between, and it essentially connects Northfield Boulevard to DeJarnet. So a lot of people were using that to avoid Memorial Boulevard and it just so the, there was a lot of volume if you will and I, I feel like a lot of folks were concerned that people were driving too fast in that area so um, that was an alternative something that would be there consistently to try to slow people down as more and more uh, communities pop up more subdivisions come in the population obviously in certain areas increases and that brings a dramatic increase in traffic usually uh, and so people are always looking for ways to, um, you know, find a new route uh, that connects one street to the other. Once that's discovered, 
uh, you find some heavy traffic in that area. So that's obviously what was happening on on that particular road. Yeah, that and not just the people are avoiding Memorial, but there's there's been a lot of development in that area of town with housing. Um, there's a large school there um, just nearby, Sportscom, uh, which has a lot of athletic events going on throughout the day, the airport. So um, I think a combination of all those things, just more people frequenting that area. We have a, an email or a text from a listener who's asking, they say, we're seeing the same thing happening in the Thompson Lane area and with uh, proposed uh, development of that roadway expanding it, uh, would there be an opportunity to maybe open up some other roads and reduce the traffic? Perhaps Battleground would be one of those putting a bridge over uh, the sinking creek. Hmm. I have not heard of any of that being in the in the works. Um, I know, as the person says, there is uh, that Thompson Lane project's been in the works for a while, widening that to try to help uh, traffic flow through that area. I That's a pretty long project. Yeah. A big project. And uh, a lot of that ha is the reason why is because uh, the bridge there at the river, um, anytime, like we see with 99, anytime that they have to expand a bridge like that, it, it delays the time to be able to widen the road because they have to get that part in first and move traffic over and then do the other improvements on the other side. And so it just takes a much longer time. And I, I like I said, I don't know that that battleground um, consideration is being looked at i think you'd run into the same issue just i mean i'm no engineer but trying to take that over the creek or in part of the river there it would again be a long project it wouldn't be something that would be a quick fix now i think you could probably look to highway 99 as an example of oh, what it takes to do that that was a big project yes. to widen that uh, bridge yes it was and i think now um it's it's helped a lot uh from the distance between span between case and lane and now uh the interstate having those four lanes it's it's helped a lot with the volume uh there's plans i know to continue to widen that once you get over the interstate to try to uh, get it all the way to uh, 96 if you will old four parkway four lanes that'll be a help and then also uh, as development continues to grow in the rockvale area i would say that would be something else that you would see in the future at least a maybe a turn lane and, and a three lane once you pass Veterans Parkway. But um, I know uh, if anybody's interested, I know they did the new, uh, you guys may have reposted it, Bart, the urban growth boundary meeting uh, at City Hall the other day in the uh, maps. So yeah, that was a good turnout yeah. too. So I would you know tell people if, if you're interested in that to see how the city growth is happening and where it's uh, the looking for the future, where those areas are to check that out and go to the city website. One of the interesting things about the map that you're talking about was they were putting uh, areas of, uh, of business, places that offer jobs uh, close to all of the living areas to, uh, to sort of increase the, or encourage the number of new jobs that are available. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's very wise. Um, I think I drive around often and uh, a lot of our businesses you'll see signs up for hiring needing help so um, but that's smart to try to think if you're going to be able to choose where you're going to live uh, the employment that's available um, however I, I think our big problem right now and I know we're feeling this with some people we're trying to hire is just availability of housing uh, and 
pricing. Uh, things continue to grow and demand continues to stay up for housing in, in our county. And it's good, but there's always a, the downside of that is it's tough for folks that are relocating to the area to uh, to find something and uh, be able to get that deal closed. So that's uh, I think they were saying the, the median income home, uh, the median priced home is around three hundred to four hundred thousand dollars now. Wow. So, I mean, <laughs> that's, that's, it was, it was uh, 80 to 100,000 uh, a decade or so ago when a lot of people were entering the market. And so, big changes here. Yeah. I was, yeah, I think it's interesting too. People, I know this isn't law enforcement, but <laughs> we're seeing that just, uh, it's not only the pricing demand, you know, we're, the workforce is aging out. You know, you have young people that are, uh, finishing school, getting into their career, getting married, they're looking for housing, and uh, that generation is just coming up. And um, it's don't know if we anticipated it, but uh, how sometimes you just can't know those things uh, on, on the front end. If you have a question or a comment, the number to call or text 615-893-1450, 615-893-1450. Are you seeing, uh, here's a text uh, question, the listener saying, are you seeing the use of more electric vehicles? The cost of gas is continuing to rise, and they are seriously considering either an electric car or an electric bicycle. I hadn't heard too many people talking about the electric bicycles, but uh, do you see them around now? Um, I haven't seen the electric bicycles as much. I've seen some of the motorized bicycles uh, with the small engine. Um, you know, just looking around, I definitely see a lot of the hybrid vehicles, uh, the, the I guess, more popular um, all-electric that you see is the, the Tesla vehicle. And I think people are starting to embrace that. Um, I just, it's tough. I, uh, people start to weigh their options about how far they're going to need to drive at any given time and what is the time and length that they can travel without having to have a charge on their vehicle. Or if I do travel somewhere, is the hotel I'm staying or somewhere I'm at, am I going to be able to charge my vehicle? So, Well, you're um, up the creek if you can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be, be odd, wouldn't it? Um, so I, I don't know. I think there's a lot of uh, mixed reviews about that and a lot of people commute so much for work and their daily activities uh, it's a real consideration and also the price um, of course all cars seem to be really expensive right now but the electric vehicles uh, are significantly higher uh, than what you would get the equivalent in, in a gas vehicle so you know it's i don't know I, i'm excited to hear more about um, you know i know these there's proposals to entertain ideas about bringing amtrak to the area uh, to run it through uh, Nashville all the way to Atlanta and then on to Memphis. Um, you know, that would be that would be interesting to see uh, what that would look like. And I'd also be interested to see how many folks would partake of that traveling to Nashville daily. Um, a lot of questions, but, you, you know, in theory, you would think that would alleviate a lot of the congestion on 24 uh, and just uh, – availability for more folks to travel that way at a cheaper cost so we'll just have to wait and see uh, with the recent improvements on the interstate uh, they've been putting in those uh, new signs that will help people get off the interstate if there's a wreck ahead things of that sort uh, there were also when they were putting that in they were putting 
uh, similar technology in to Broad here in Murfreesboro, uh, I guess making the two work together well. What did they put in on Broad? I don't see anything out there. You're talking about the smart way signs? Yes. The, uh -huh. Okay. Yeah, they, um, it's, it, it's the message boards that you see a lot of times on the interstate, the ones that can uh, uh, have the text that changes. Uh, sometimes you'll see Amber Alert. Sometimes you'll see estimated drive times. Um, you know, they, they extended that into Rutherford County. Same, I believe it was about the same time that they extended the help trucks that you see in Nashville um, because of the, the volume. So the long term was they, they have them on 840 uh, right around um, the Murfreesboro area before you get off onto 24 or onto 41. But they also wanted to do that on Broad Street to where uh, notifying people of, for example, if you're going to Nashville, depending on what side of Nashville you're going on and you're on Broad Street, you have to kind of make a decision. Am I going to go 40 or, or am I going to go 24 or am I going to go 65 before you get to that 840 interchange? And depending on what that messaging could say, if there's a crash or if there's a wreck, um, you know, it, it, it could determine which way people go or to be able to reroute traffic to avoid those things. But I tell you, Bart, uh, when that first was being talked about that was kind of before some of the proliferation of some of these new applications out there for your smartphone um i tell you Waze um has just been a very great tool that's popped up and a lot of people use it and it helps to kind of monitor what's going on uh, to reroute people around uh, congestion and the quickest ways to get to places and it can also you know it's great because it alerts folks of broken down vehicles or problems or potholes uh things like that and it's user uh, generated so i don't know if uh, i mean the the state messaging i think is still important for things like amber alert and things that safety messages people need to know about um, but so many folks have smartphones and even in the cars now i mean you're buying these new vehicles that basically have a a uh, <laughs> tablet in the dash <laughs> mm -hmm. that's connected to the internet you know and has all those things on it so um, i think uh, it's just kind of a view view into the future of uh, maybe what autonomous might look like uh, if we ever get there. So, let's take a phone call here. Good morning. You're on WGNS. How are you today? Um, yes, here, brother Bart. Good. Do you guess? Do the fire department, fire people, do the police department, the old government workers? I mean, like that. Do they have insurance? Do they have any? Do they have insurance? Insurance, yes. Oh. Well, um, sir, many of my friends, church members, and whatever, because I can't work, haven't been able to work, disabled, all these people, elderly people around, sir, these people are calling these people, just constantly keep continuing calling them. They're telling them they are elderly people. They won't stop calling them and worrying them about money. We don't have money. We're poor people, and they keep continue calling them. Interesting point, uh, but I don't guess your ability to have money or not money that doesn't change you from having to have insurance. I well, I think I think maybe caller maybe uh, what he may be referring to is these uh, these solicitation calls about. Yes, uh, sir. And they keep continue calling. Yeah, they. I tell you, it's. It, I agree with you. It's super annoying. Uh, it happens on our. 
we have a work phone as well as a most people have a personal phone and they call constantly all day either about your car warranty or your student loans or your medicare or and it is sad because a lot of the people that fall prey to that are elderly citizens who you know think it's you know a legitimate phone call so um it's kind of like the whole the same way with irs scams i just tell people be careful and if it's a number you don't know you know we all got voicemail now. If they'll leave you a message, if they need to get back to you. So you're getting those at the police department too? Oh, we get them on it. Yeah, at, they call us at the police department often. It's it's it is very very annoying, um, and I wish there was something we could do to stop it, um, because I know the, a lot of the phones you can block the number, but then they call from another right. number, and then they call from another number and another That's number. That's so cool. It's terrible. Um, that's a nuisance. It, it really is. Yes, it <laughs> is. Um, and, and I wish, I, like I said, I wish we had a little bit more reach and authority to do some things about that. But it's, the laws haven't caught up with that yet. So um, maybe that's something that will be discussed. Hey, uh, and reach out to your local right. uh, senator and representative. It. Yes, sir. All right. Have a good day. Now, you too. Be, be sure and tune in on the last Friday of each month. Uh, while the General Assembly is uh-huh. in session, uh, because we have our state senators and state representatives on the air, and you can ask them one-on-one on the radio uh, about that. Okay. And encourage them, too. Our number is 615-893-1450. We're going to pause for just a moment and check on the traffic and weather. We'll be right back. So if you have a phone call dealing with law and order, or a nuisance callers, uh, you know, that was a good call there. Give us a shout, 615-893-1450. We're News Radio WGNS 100.5, 101.9, Online and on your phone at WGNSradio.com. This is Good Neighbor Events with Bart Walker. Brought to you by AmeriCare Pest Control and the Law Offices of John Day. Here's Tom Sweat with AmeriCare Services Incorporated. AmeriCare's moisture control services include mold testing, mold remediation, crawl space repair, vapor barrier, sump pump installation, radon testing, radon mitigation, and basement waterproofing. If there's something wrong in your crawl space or basement, we can probably help. Just ask for a free inspection. 893-7111. AmeriCare Services Incorporated. WGNS encourages you to shop local, patronize those local family businesses, and listen local too. WGNS has been your local radio station for over 75 years. This is the final week to see the works of the Central Magnet School art students on display in the Todd Art Gallery at MTSU. It's free and open to the public. Now please give the gift of life. The Red Cross is at a crisis level, and our local Red Cross is at 501 Memorial Boulevard. Phone them and make an appointment that fits your schedule. The number to call, 1-800-RED-CROSS. Well, let's talk some local history. This Saturday from 9 until noon, you need to be at the old one-room Ransom Schoolhouse. It's all free, including some interesting information about local history from members of the Rutherford County Historical Society. 
Ransom School is at 717 North Academy Street. Those are WGNS Good Neighbor events. Come by our store, Music World and Drummer's Den. We're a full-line music instrument store with well over 5,000 square feet packed with great instruments in every category. In guitars, we're your local dealer for the two top acoustic guitar brands in the world, Martin and Taylor. We've got the best selection and prices anywhere in the state of Tennessee on these. This is Dave Kivanemi at Music World and Drummer's Den in Murfreesboro, 2762 South Church Street, across from Indian Hills Golf Course. It's so important that we recognize our veterans, shake their hands and say how proud we are of the service that they have given to our country and that we thank them for that. I am Becky Bookner and we salute our veterans. WGNS proudly salutes and remembers our U.S. veterans who have served our country. We're talking with retired U.S. Army Master Sergeant Patrick Garland. I spent 17 years in the military police corps. I wound up in forensic sciences. He's learned from the who's who in forensic science. I worked with Dr. Pierre Fink, and he was one of the pathologists who assisted in the autopsy of President Kennedy. I worked with the Armed Forces Institute of Pathology. I studied gunshot wounds, and I was asked to examine the ball that was removed from President Lincoln's head and identify it as being the proper one. And I had to go to Ford Theater and look through all the medical reports. Another case was much closer to home. A grave had been tampered with in Franklin, and part of her body was found, and it was sent to Dr. Bass in Knoxville. His assumption at the beginning of the investigation was that this was a fresh body, and it turned out he was killed in the Battle of Franklin back in the Civil War. And he had been embalmed with arsenic at the time, and that was a good preservative. Dr. Bass said that he made a mistake by about 100 years on it. A different veteran story from retired U.S. Army Master Sergeant Patrick Garland. If you know a veteran you'd like to highlight, let WGNS know, and we'll honor them in our daily salute to veterans. We're loud, we're proud, we're blue. WGNS AM and FM, your home for the Middle Tennessee Blue Raiders. Welcome back. We are talking law and order. And our phone number, 615-893-1450. We're focusing on the Murfreesboro Police Department, Lieutenant Clayton Williams, and Public Information Officer Larry Flowers with us this morning. If you want to join us, 615-893-1450. I understand that you're offering something uh, quite different, uh, Larry, with the Citizens Police Academy. Yeah, of course. Uh, Typically, we have an adult Citizens Police Academy uh, at least twice a year, and we've expanded that to a teen citizens police academy and of course it's going to be open to students uh, who attend rutherford county well would attend the rutherford county high schools and private schools that are within the city limits of murfreesboro and that's important you know the high school students who attend high school within the city limits of uh, murfreesboro so uh, that's public and private homeschool 
as long as they are within the city limits of Murfreesboro. It's open to students ages 15 to 17. Uh, a couple of requirements. They're going to need uh, two letters of recommendation, either from a teacher or a counselor, and of course their parental uh, approval. Uh, they must attend all six weeks. Typically, what's going to happen is it's going to start on April 7th and run through May 12th, each Thursday from 4 p.m. to 7 p.m. And basically, some of the it's an abbreviated um, academy based on what we teach in our adults academy. So students will learn everything uh, in terms of officer survival, uh, traffic enforcement, you know, internet crimes, dating safety, domestic violence, um, crisis intervention training, and um, just different things uh, that the department has to offer. And uh, hopefully, you know, by them going through this uh, Teen Citizens Police Academy, they can learn something to help protect themselves, as well as, uh, you know, maybe get interested in becoming or uh, choosing a career in law enforcement, and hopefully one day we can come back and uh, have them in our, <laughs> you know, working for us. So that's typically uh, what, um, you know, our goal and hope is. And all the classes are going to be held at the Murfreesboro Police Headquarters there at uh, 1004 North Highland Street. And again, it's April 7th through May 12th. Registration is open now. The class is limited to 20 students. Uh, we're going to have a, a spring and a fall class. So the first 20 students uh, that we get their applications and they're approved will um, be able to participate in this class. And what we've done is we've uh, reached out. Uh, Sergeant Amy Didden has sent uh, a flyer to all the criminal justice teachers at all the uh, high schools within the city limits of Murfreesboro. And so students have already started uh, started signing up. And also you can visit uh, our webpage, um, just uh, www.murfreesboro.tn.gov forward slash 1781 police. And uh, you can click on the Teen Citizens Police Academy page. And uh, Bart, you know, these young kids in technology, we even have the QR code where they can just simply oh, yeah. <laughs> you know point their phone and um and the application will pop up on their phone and they can fill it out right there so and the classes again april 7th through may 12th they're going to be held each thursday from 4 p.m to 7 p.m class is going to be held at murfreesboro police headquarters and it's limited to the first 20 students and it's again it's open to students who attend high schools or live within the city limits of Murfreesboro. So you have to live in the city or, or right. attend a high school? Yeah, attend high school uh, or live within the city limits of Murfreesboro. Because, say, for instance, you know, you may have a student that probably lives in Murfreesboro but attends school at, um, in Bell Buckle at the private school down there, Webb School. Right. But they live within the city limits, so they can still be able to participate. But as long as they attend a school in Murfreesboro, exactly. they could live in Bellbuckle and attend Oakland. Right. And so as long as they, again, attend a high school within the city limits or live within the city limits, and that includes private as well. So, you know, Middle Tennessee Christian right. students are available. If their kid is homeschooled and live within the city, they still can participate. So This is a great way to uh, teach teenagers 
uh, about law enforcement mm-hmm. and also to show them, hey, this might be a career for you. Exactly. And, and again, it's so important. You know, again, one of the sessions is going to deal with domestic violence and dating safety. And with these kids, you know, 15 to 17, you know, that's a valuable lesson to learn. And, you know, one of our uh, domestic violence uh, detectives will teach a class and tell them what to look out for. And um, and even, um, you know, our our digital forensics unit, um, you know, um, Sergeant um, Tyler Smith will, uh, Detective Tyler Smith, I should say, you know, teaches a class about, you know, internet safety and things like that. So, you know, they learn some valuable lessons by attending this class, as well as learning the structure of that police department and what we have to offer. The classes begin April 7th, but you need to contact the police department now because mm-hmm. since there's 20 students uh, max in the class, right. you, you don't want to wait. Right. And uh, like I said, we're just starting with 20 uh, this first class to see how it goes. So we may increase the number, but uh, registration is definitely underway and we've already started to get applications. And um, again, you know, you could, um, you know, contact Sergeant Amy Denton uh, at 629-201-5580 or email a denton a d e n t o n at murfreesboro.tn.gov and she'll be able to get you an application or steer you to our website and uh, you'll be able to uh, sign up is there any charge to go to the class it's free free totally free Uh, we just ask that they commit to the entire six weeks you know a thursday a week for six weeks all righty uh and again that begins april 7th through may the 12th another thing that's uh, very much in the news uh, is is the pedestrian who was hit the other day over on Malloy Lane. How, first of all, how are they doing? From what I understand, he suffered uh, non-life-threatening injuries. Um, when he was hit by the car, he was, of course, you know, tossed, and his head ended up hitting a storm drain. So, you know, he's recovering from those injuries, but expected to fully recover. Um, how, how far did he go? I mean, what kind of a distance did he fly? It was there, you know, Malloy is that Just, road that runs behind yeah, not the, the sheriff's of office. Not a lot of traffic, but a lot of potholes. It's, uh, the road is not, uh, um, you know, um, a pretty good road. But, you know, people use that as a cut through from Bridge Avenue. And, of course, Malloy turns into Middle Tennessee Boulevard. And you have a couple of factories. There are uh, a mobile home park and some other uh, homes on that particular street. So, you know, with it being that isolated, you know, because there are no sidewalks or anything like that. But, you know, what's uh, more important here is, you know, just wanted to remind uh, drivers to, you know, if you're ever driving where the, you're facing the sun, sun's in your eyes, you know, just try to use, uh, you know, some common sense, you know, you know, use your sun visor. Put on polarized sunglasses and uh, make sure your windshield uh, is clean, not just on the outside, because oftentimes we clean the outside, but we never clean the inside. And then you have that haze. So you want to make sure your windshield is uh, clean inside and out and uh, just take those few steps to help whenever you're facing blinding sun. And that particular driver, you know, uh, told the officers that, you know, that's what happened. She was driving toward the sun, never saw a person realized she had hit something but didn't know exactly what and 
she did leave the scene but ended up coming back and uh once she came back um you know she was informed that you know a person was hit was injured and was taken to the hospital uh, she did receive two citations uh, one for failure to exercise due care and uh, one for driving on uh, driving without a license and you know that could be twofold you know she may not have it with her you know she it could have been suspended for failure to pay a ticket you know we're we're, we're not quite sure right now but um you know, we do want people to keep uh, those few safety tips in mind. And even for the pedestrians, you know, we ask them, you know, sometimes, you know, if you see that you're walking toward the sun, that means and you're having a difficult time seeing the drivers will, too. So we encourage you to get on the opposite side of the road. So you're walking, you know, facing traffic. So if you see anything, you can get out of the way quickly because you can physically see. Yeah, and I don't know if this time of the year is a bigger problem than others, but after that happened and, and the police department had issued that uh, information, I was driving yesterday afternoon, mm-hmm. and the sun was right there on me. And I thought, wow, I can see how that happened. And I tried the sun visor. I had glasses on. Uh, I just couldn't get rid of this. <laughs> it was bright. <laughs> Uh, and I had not been affected by that before, so maybe this time of the year is, is uh, you know, the sun's in a uh, more, uh, it, it creates a bigger problem or something. Yeah, especially in the evening, you got uh, daylight saving time that will start soon. Uh, what, the 13th? Yeah, the 13th. And so, you know, that means we're going to have uh, more sunlight. And so we just ask uh, drivers to, you know, pay attention, be more cautious, and, you know, again, you know, Wear those sunglasses, even if you have to put your hand up to help shield, you know, do something to uh, make sure, you know, uh, you're driving safely. Our phone number is 615-893-1450. Another item that has been uh, very much in the news is the tragic fire uh, over on Isis Court here in town. Mm -hmm. Uh, A man was killed, uh, two women uh, escaped, but they did receive in- injuries. Uh, how is that? Um, I mean, the neighbors. We we heard reports of neighbors coming out in the streets. This was 12:30 in in the morning, uh, so people wouldn't be wandering the streets normally. Mm-hmm. Uh, they reported hearing and feeling uh, an explosion. Uh, so that's pretty unusual. I mean, we haven't had things like that happening here. And want to first, uh, you know, give our condolences to uh, the person who lost their life in the fire and those who were injured. You know, our heart goes out to them. And, um, you know, we just want to let everybody know that this uh, fire is still under investigation, you know, and uh, fires of this nature take time. And so we just ask uh, that we allow the investigators to, you know, to conclude their investigation and then therefore... You know, we will let people know the cause of the fire. And, you know, we did get reports of people feeling and hearing. But, uh, you know, again, we just ask for you to be patient while the investigation conclude. And then, therefore, you know, we'll reveal the cause of the fire. But, you know, you do have to keep in mind, you know, anytime there is fire, you know, anything that's combustible, you know, may make sound. So we just... uh, again ask uh, for patience from the public and those neighbors and once uh, the fire investigators um, 
you know, conclude their investigation, we will definitely let them know and give an update in terms of what actually happened, you know, if it was indeed an explosion or what exploded, if they were able to find that. But again, uh, you know, what's more important here is, you know, we all say a prayer for that family, you know, who lost a loved one. And, um, and as the other patients, uh, one has been released from the hospital. And then I think uh, there's a female that's still, you know, at the Vanderbilt Burn Center. So I guess the thing that could help the public a lot at this time is to know what they could do to reduce their risk of, of having this happen to them. Uh, we're, but we're not sure. I'll tell you, maybe we should wait until tomorrow at this time. Uh, we will have Mark Folks on. Right, right. Uh, and, and so it might be more in his uh, area of expertise. Definitely. Good morning. You're on WGNS. How are you today? Close. This is the worst of me again, just for a second. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to ask you a guess. I see, you know, we pay a thing called taxes, and <clears throat> excuse me, and I noticed a town called Murfreesboro. They okay. be doing a lot of work on the wonderful streets. I'd like to congratulate the gentleman that would wear the yellow pretty vest. But somebody's over those people, and they put them out there doing work. I don't ask the people that put them out there to do this work. The, all, all, why are you putting these gentlemen out here working on streets, putting sidewalks down where nobody ever walk? You want me to give you a good example? Go ahead. Right there in front of a school where I went to what, 100 years ago. I went to school with Fred Brimstone. <laughs> why nobody ever walk on the sidewalk in front of Bradley School, maybe 10 people a year, and they're remodeling these do anybody feel me out here? We're throwing away tax dollars on places that nobody use. Do anybody feel me? Yeah. Well, I know. On, so on that particular example you're talking about, I know there is a, um, well, that's been in the works for a couple of years now. They're doing a, a large uh, renovation and construction project there on what was Mercury, now Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. Um, it's a large housing development through um uh, the housing authority project and so what used to be right there behind Patterson and continuing east there um, so there's going to be a lot more residents moved into that area and occupying those spaces and I think as part of that they want to make sure that um, there's access to uh, shopping and for example the, the um, I think there's a CVS there on the corner at the drugstore and and other things, uh, they want to be able to have those uh, in place so that people that live over in that area, if they don't necessarily want to drive uh, or have the ability to uh, or have a vehicle, then they can access certain things that they need uh, to go to the store or go do other things <clears throat> within walking distance. So I know that particular uh, example is, is why that's happening. Okay. Does that help you? Good walking. 30 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I know, Barbara, That's with all this in, increased traffic in Murfreesboro, people, more people are going to start walking. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, you know, think about it. He mentioned tax dollars. It's Some like I would love for my tax dollars to have sidewalks in my neighborhood, yeah. so you know, <laughs> I which like I don't right now. So, I don't either. You know, that's yeah. what I'm saying. It's like you know, I want the same amenities as you know everybody else, whether I use it or not. Hey, listener, if this yeah. gas keeps going up the way it does, we may all be walking. <laughs> what happened to roses? 
<laughs> yeah. Roses. Yeah. When, oh, I miss roses. <laughs> you have to drive down to Shepherdville now to go to it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we hey that large parking lot. What we gonna do? Well, I don't. I know they were talking about it one time, and I don't know if it's. Uh, they kind of keep these things. I don't know why they don't say them more public. The businesses do, but at one time Kroger was going to reoccupy that whole space there uh, off of Mercury and kind of build a new store kind of similar to what they have I think on Church Street um, so I don't know if that's still coming um, because they closed the store down there on Middle Tennessee uh, except for the pharmacy so we'll just kind of have to stay tuned on that and I think that'd be I think it would be good if they were to come back over there and not have it to a ghost town and we don't know it I know I know <laughs> don't want that Bart why are you laughing Bart <laughs> why is Bart laughing sir no, I'm, I'm straight we're face turning, straight wait face wait a minute <laughs> let me know Bart something going on we don't know about I don't think so uh, you're on top of it Casey <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be your guest one day Bart we're going to sit up and just drink Coca-Cola okay? <laughs> I, hey <laughs> I, I want an invitation right? to that show make sure bring your guitar <laughs> yeah, oh <laughs> Casey, oh. take care of yourself. Yes, sir. Good day, gentlemen. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh, boy. I tell you, he always spices up the day. We'll be right back. Stay with us. issues? There's someone local you can talk to. Financial Coaching Radio with certified financial planner Jason Qualls. Weekdays at 4 on News Radio WGNS. Hi, this is Peter Demas with Demas's Family Restaurants. Did you know that Demas's now can cater events? We can ship most of our pastas and we can deliver it to your door. If you're interested in our catering, you can go to DemasesRestaurants.com and click on the menus on catering to see what options we have available for your next event. Demas's Family Restaurants, go to DemasesRestaurants.com. Demas's Family Restaurants on 1115 Northwest Broad Street. If you're looking for an authentic relationship with financial experts who genuinely care about your unique needs, Capstar Bank is for you. Capstar Bank is dedicated to the people of this community. Capstar Bank wants to help you reach your financial goals. Because at Capstar Bank, you matter to us. Capstar Bank, 2230 Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. CapstarBank.com, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Mostly sunny skies this afternoon, high in the mid-70s. Winds out of the west of 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, mostly clear, low near 41. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 46. Good afternoon. Steady flow of traffic continues on 24 coming in from Davidson County. A lot of radar earlier over on 840 as you head towards Franklin, Williamson County. Give yourself extra time. Princess Hot Chicken now available for catering. Log on to princesshotchicken.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. This is Sean Brown at Tire World on Broad Street. Did you know we specialize in commercial and fleet business? We're equipped to handle all of your company's automotive needs. Download our Tire World app today for free oil changes and electronic coupons. Come by today for all of your automotive needs. Online at tireworld.us. WGNS talks about all things local. It's Rutherford Issues with Brian Barrett. Weekday mornings at 10 on WGNS, AM, FM, and online. 
Welcome back. Our number, 615-893-1450. Just a few minutes left in our broadcast, so if you have any questions or comments, give us a shout. And there's been a promotion at the police department. Larry, tell us about that. Yeah, um, Steve Gerald, he was a captain um, in our operations division, and which included uh, him being over the Office of Professional Responsibility and after a uh, interview process of qualified applicants from within, um, Steve Gerald was chosen as the new deputy chief, uh, the number two uh, person under uh, Chief Michael Bowen. So uh, he brings 27 years of experience to the police department, uh, joined the department in 1994. And, uh, you know, to quote him, he said he's honored, you know, to serve alongside, you know, the police chief and the officers of the department who, you know, take pride in serving this community. And of course, his goal is to make sure officers continue to be highly trained and uh, have all the necessary resources, you know, so they can provide the best service uh, possible to the residents of the city of Murfreesboro. So we would like to congratulate uh, Steve Gerald, uh, our new deputy chief of police. Congratulations to you. We have a, another text here. Now, the person who texted this in uh, did not tell us the location that this is happening in. So if you could text back, tell us the location. It says, I see daily two to three more cars going through on a red light when uh, the left turn arrow has ended. Flying through, uh, really getting close to the cars in front of them. They said it's like uh, having a sense of entitlement. Uh, that's because the car ahead of them went through. They can too. So what can be done about this? It is so dangerous. Uh, and they said as far as locations, they've replied on that many locations everywhere. So it's it's a citywide problem, evidently. Okay. Um, yeah. If this is if you're seeing this happen on a consistent, regular basis, uh, please call us. Um, we have a traffic section that. Uh, is headed up by Captain Kerry Gensmer. Um, you can reach him at 615-849-2673 um, or email at 0356 at .gov. Uh And if you'll make that complaint known uh, to them, he'll be glad to get some resources out to address that at the particular location at the particular time that you're seeing this now as far as uh, uh, the ongoing uh, yes we'll we see those things as well and 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 try to address them as we can as we see them but if if you can the help more community help that we can get as far as letting us know when these things are happening uh, that might even be something if it's a ongoing problem we may be able to refer to our uh, traffic safety task force it may be an initiative that they take on uh, if it's a consistent issue. so Very good. Uh, before we leave, we have about uh, 30 seconds left. Larry, if you would, uh, tell us again about the Tennessee of the Teen Citizens Police Academy. Yeah, uh, that will begin on April 7th and run through May 12th. It's open to students who attend high school or live within the city limits of Murfreesboro you know, ages 15 to 17. Uh, only thing they need is uh, two recommendations from a teacher and a counselor. Uh, they must get their parental approval and must attend all six weeks. Uh, it's limited to 20 people. Registration is going on as we speak. All righty, so 
Be sure and sign up now for that. Special thank you today to Lieutenant Clayton Williams and Public Information Officer Larry Flowers from the Murfreesboro Police Department joining us this morning. Hey, have a super rest of the day.